2019 was one heck of a year. Am I right? Did Jeffrey Epstein kill himself? We'll find out today on Dude Soup. We won't. Wow, we're really going swinging for the fences, huh? <laughs> so was Jeffrey. I like yeah. how I like how you did the whole intro side-eyed. <laughs> like you were like, yeah. <laughs> I found the best intros are the ones that you don't write. Mm-hmm. You just say them, you yeah. throw your body around a bunch yeah, while or you're even doing it. pronounce correctly. Uh, <laughs> the worse it is, the better it is. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Dude Soup. I'm your host, Adam Kovic, joined by the Willemses. Hey, Elise Adam. and James. Thanks for having us. Of course. Thanks for having us. Everyone's uh, favorite. Uh, <laughs> Married news team. Married news team. <laughs> As applicable to today's episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, today on the show, we are talking about the biggest stories of 2019 as decided by Reddit. Probably the only website any of us go to these days to get our news. It's, it's probably not a good sign no. that we get everything. Sometimes from I one. go to Google. To give me news from other websites. Right. There's a lot you can glean from a GIF, Adam. <laughs> Let me tell you that much. Uh, this episode is brought to you by three fine sponsors today. First up, Trojan. You can pick up Trojan condoms at Amazon.com forward slash Trojan condoms or wherever you get your condoms. Upstart. You can hurry over to Upstart.com slash dude to find out how low your Upstart rate is. And finally, Squarespace. Head to Squarespace.com slash soup to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. We'll be hearing from them later. So I was combing through the the news. I, I think the three of us mostly use Reddit for the news, right? I do she, I use Google News? Live journal. I use Google News. I still go to the live journal. Oh, no, they didn't, which is mostly I didn't know live journal celebrity, some pop culture one. news. <laughs> like, last one. You know. Any good like GeoCity sites or Angel uh, Fire domains I, I should be mm-hmm. on? Just mine. Um, <laughs> I just go to what would Tyler Durden do? <laughs> <laughs> I used to love that site. What's going on in the no spins? Or I don't know what website. E-bombs world. I think E-bombs world. Yeah. yeah. Albino I, black sheep. I, I was, I mean, I still have an RSS feed that I use that is, but I realize when I'm getting the same news from like Joystick and I yeah. think Gizmodo or something like that because. With all the parent companies. Well, they, well they, yeah, because they closed down yeah. Joystick and then. They're, you're just getting the same news doubling up in mm-hmm. your feed. I was like, oh, this is weird. I used to use pop URLs. Which was like an aggregate as well. Okay. Yeah, I just, the RSS world is dead, and uh, now we get the news that we want. We go to the news mm. that we want to understand. But we uh, make it. Uh, Reddit is a website that I think we're just also used to. I've been using it for like eight years, and mm-hmm. I'm just. I think I'm just. I'm stuck on it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the very top news story of the entire year, actually, with two hundred uh, and fourteen thousand upvotes, is a Blizzard employee staged a walkout after the company banned a gamer for pro Hong Kong views. Hmm. That was that was the biggest news of the year. Well, on Reddit. On Reddit. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. In my small world, mm-hmm. um, I don't look. There's other places I could go. I know AOL.com, Yahoo, Dig. <laughs> What's Dig? Dig. You remember Dig? I know what Dig is. Actually, I'm gonna look up the. <laughs> Does Dig story. still exist? Yes, it actually does. Um, I don't know if you can look at the top story <laughs> of the year. Right now, it's just uh, the top story is the Berwyn UFO incident. Oh, my God. That was mm. wild. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. Man, I yeah, I I started out on Dig, actually. Yeah, everyone yeah, Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was the one was where. It was pre-Reddit. That was um, Kevin Rose, right? Yeah. Well, you know my favorite story about Dig. A friend of mine who you know, yes. who you both know, mm-hmm. uh, was working on a f- cool idea for a news aggregate website. And his roommate <laughs> said, hey, what are you working on? And he's like, this cool new idea for a news aggregate website. And then, uh, lo and behold, my friend is not rich. <laughs> and someone else is very rich. It's, um, it's very Silicon Valley. Very Silicon Valley. The thing, though, is Dig was 
top dog for the longest time. They had a weekly podcast that you'd listen to. It got popular in a weird way because I remember Kevin Rose was on Attack of the Show as a host. And he did the, oh, gems of the internet. Let's check out this cool website, oh, Dig. Yeah. And it was, didn't disclose that. It yeah, yeah. Was nice. on. Oh. Pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, well, free advertising. This well, he got punished free. for it later on. Did he? No. <laughs> <laughs> I know you throw me off, you, uh-huh. you man. Um, yeah, Dig doesn't let you currently let you sort by. I, it, it's basically like a, a WordPress page or something like that, or like, a, like one of those websites that you just. It's just it's really clean. Mm-hmm. There's no sorting. There's no navigation. It's just it's just news now. Uh-huh. Well, I didn't it's mean to weird. distract. Sorry. The goal. Oh, no, no, no. The, we have a specific goal. Oh no, no, no. It's fine. Um, the problem I found out when I was going through all the top news stories of the year, uh, the first one being interesting. It mm-hmm. does have a lot to do, you know, with world politics and things. It's interesting that a video game company is in the middle of all of this. Uh, a bunch of other companies got involved too, but that was really interesting. Um, the next two stories are Jeffrey Epstein's autopsy more consistent with homicidal strangulation than suicide, mm-hmm. a doctor <laughs> reveals. Um, and then the third story is Jeffrey Epstein accused sex tra- trafficker dies by suicide. Okay. Officials. So those are the top three are Blizzard, Jeffrey Epstein, and Jeffrey Epstein? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, then, and, and yet he was not Times Person of the Year. <laughs> oh, wait, who is Times Greta Person? Greta Thunberg, right? Thunberg. Toon- oh, oh, is it Thunberg? I don't, I don't know. I've never, okay. I've never heard her name pronounced. Yeah. I would argue it's Epstein. Well, it's probably the guards. <laughs> would. Wouldn't it be the guards? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or would it? Mm. Uh, yeah. No, it's, uh, but we did a podcast last week where Elise was talking about the future of the top games coming out. So I, I ended up switching gears. And I was mm-hmm. like, maybe we talk about the top news stories in gaming because the world news is kind of a downer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, uh, there's another one. Entire staff at three Sonic locations quit after wages cut to $4 an hour plus tips. Uh, then it's a blizzard story again. Uh, something about Italy banning on vaccinated show. Hospitals will have to post prices. Well, I don't know. Families. No, but. What number are we on? I thought we were going to count down the top news stories. Top news story of the year. Actor Danny Trejo saves a trapped baby from an overturned I car. That. I saw that video. Mm-hmm. It's great. Have you seen this video? I have not. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. It's like an intersection or whatever, and this car loses control and flips over. And then this guy... <laughs> who looks like a joke version of Danny Trejo. Okay. Like white white wife beater with like saggy, saggy jean shorts, like really big check. Goes f- strutting across the street and immediately starts trying to help. It's, it's amazing. And then when they go, that's Danny Trejo, you're like, but it looks like Danny Trejo. And they're like, yeah, because it was. And you're like, that doesn't make sense. My brain can't process that. I ever tell you about my friend who uh, rear-ended Morgan Freeman? No. That was a friend of mine from high school told me the story where he was driving down the freeway and he was like, I took my eyes off the road for like two seconds. I was talking to my girlfriend and traffic came to a stop and he just slammed into the car in front of him. <coughs> He's knocked out. Girlfriends, they're just like in a daze. What's going on? All of a sudden, this guy the looks voice like, of God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a man, like he was like a, the six foot five dude, tall guy comes out, pulls me out of the car, gets her out of the car. And he's like, are you? Yeah. You know, are you okay? Yeah, I can't do his voice. That was a really good. Yeah. Are you are you yeah. okay? Andy, are you okay? <laughs> are you okay? Yeah, are you okay? It's me, and, Morgan Freeman. But yeah, it was like he was like, yeah, and he was like, this guy who looked like Morgan Freeman pulled me out of, out of my car. And it was Morgan Freeman. Wow. <laughs> and uh that's pretty much how the story ended. I think the insurance companies figured it out. Yeah, I was gonna but, say. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, of all people to rear end in uh the city of um Boise, Idaho. I want you to take yeah. him for everything he's worth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
rip his balls off. <laughs> so he said. Uh, but going down to the biggest uh, gaming stories, starting all the way back 11 months ago, mm. um, Bungie split with Activision. That's barely a year old. Oh, it's, yeah. It's just, it's just a little getting close to a year. And mm-hmm. have we seen the ramifications yet? Um, if Destiny being on Stadia means anything, I don't know. I, a, Bungie tends to do this every 10 years or so. They are bought by somebody and then they have a big blowout and they go, we want our independence. And then they get it and then they go to someone else. So mm-hmm. it, it, it might be a them think problem. they're going to Sony next for their next big game? I think they're going to China, actually, because they're taking China money. Oh. So, yeah. But they're, uh, they're apparently working on a new game. We haven't seen it yet. Destiny is apparently now more in their hands. Uh, we'll probably be seeing Destiny 3. What do you think? This E3? Next E3? Really? Yeah, I have no idea. I feel like they oh. just got Destiny 2 to a place where people were what happy. What happened to the 10-year life cycles of these games? <laughs> uh, that was more of an Activision promise. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, fast-forwarding a little bit, um, Borderlands 3 was announced and came out within a year. That that has happened. Yeah. That makes sense. It just kind of came in, I mean, sort of in the the vein of the the Destiny type things. And and we all played it. Yeah, I didn't finish it. I mean, put it on and go, yeah, it's Borderlands. Yeah, Yeah. that's the thing is like, in terms of how it evolved the franchise forward, I would say it didn't. I didn't play it enough to know that. I don't think people were looking for it to evolve. No, and it was just like an old comfort. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I just kind of stopped playing it, though. I don't know about you guys. Like, Yeah. I, Yeah. I... I something happened in the story. You get a spaceship and you move to a different planet. I just kind of mm-hmm. stopped. I, I didn't have any problems with the game. I think like control came out or something. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I moved on. I think so. that was the the allure was like, oh, this is something that's that's comfortable, familiar. I do like this, but then something shiny and new came along, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, actually, yeah, you know, this was a good placeholder. Like that probably would have been a great game to come out in the. Uh, you know, January lull or the the you know midsummer lull, mm-hmm. but to be a September release when it's it's a uh, at the start of like all the fall games that are coming out that big release season probably not the best window though. I mean, it did gangbusters, so yeah, yeah, and it was uh, part of the Epic Game Store EGS scam. Oh yeah, of the year. That's this has been a big year, uh, starting with the Outer Wilds. I believe was the first one that made the headlines uh, because everyone thought it was Outer Worlds. Uh, that game, which was announced at last year's uh, VGAs, what do we call the VGAs? Just Video Game Awards. Just the Video Game Awards. Video yeah. Game Awards, yeah. Um, announced then, and then the story came out like Outer Wilds would be an EGS exclusive. Which, I was like, pardon me, it's just the Game Awards. Sorry, it's just yeah, not yeah. the Video Game Awards. Yeah, it's just, just the Game, game Awards. Awards. That's what I was saying. It's like it's no longer yeah. the VGAs. Um, but yeah, so then that's been a, a weird year with that. That mm-hmm. we're still sort of same thing with like uh, Destiny. I don't really know what's. If it's been good or bad for the industry, I don't know. I don't know I don't if it's. Know. I know I still see the complaints here and there, especially on Reddit. Well, it feels like this that we've moved into a state with gaming where since there aren't like retailers reporting how many copies are sold, it's harder. Like, I don't. Know, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. It's like it got fifty million downloads on Games Pass. Yeah, I'm like. I don't, is that worth anything? Is that, <laughs> did you succeed or did you fail? What right. did you want? You the, know, the understanding that I've been led to believe is that game developers are being paid what they would make, basically. They're being mm-hmm. paid to not be on another platform and maybe even making more of a profit, but it's a guaranteed profit. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. it's, but games like uh, Hades mm-hmm. the, from the creators of Bastion, yeah. they had a one year exclusive deal with EGS and now. It, I believe just as uh, as of yesterday when we recorded this, uh, it went to Steam. 
And now okay. people, now it's, I saw Kotaku do a write up like Hades first impressions. I'm like, I played that thing months ago. What's yeah. going on? But well, Hades yeah. is also weird too. Cause like every month they're like, we've dropped a new thing. <laughs> this game is never ending. So yeah. we got a new thing coming out for Hades. It's got a spear now. Yeah. <laughs> it's still that early access it. too. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's they're still just like in the middle of developing it now. It's on both platforms. Yeah. Except it's a full game. I it, played it, and I'm like, I'm like, this is a full, this is a full game. Yeah, and they just keep well, adding more stuff. Devil's Advocate, like early access, I think that you know having your game come to a different platform, having that exclusivity window, is giving it a second life. It's bringing it mm. back into the consciousness, mm-hmm. back into press. So early access is interesting because yeah, like. A game will come out. We'll be like, "This came out, and it hasn't changed much until it's gone to early access." Like it's sort of the equivalent of just getting some updates, but mm-hmm. then it gets relaunched as a full game, and it's out. And it's when, back in your mind. Yeah, it's it, back in your mind. Yeah. You're thinking mm-hmm. of it again. It happens yeah. a lot. I mean, it happens a lot when a game gets a sequel announced. So, a good example: Borderlands Three, Borderlands Two. All of a sudden, shot to the top of the Steam charts. A lot of people were giving it bad reviews on Steam because it was good. There's a logic here. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I Sometimes the body does what the mind doesn't understand. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. The heart wants. Yeah, and it's it's all these different organs fighting each other and mm-hmm. go, they did a thing I don't like, so I'm going to go after a thing yeah, yeah. that that it's, it's, it's related. It's a classic, <laughs> classic rules of honorable war. Okay. Destroy the children and family of the pe- of your enemies. Right. Those. That's how you know you're a good guy. Mm-hmm. Just look in the mirror and say, "Am I attacking not the thing that I have a problem with, but the thing that's tangentially related to that?" <laughs> yes, you are a good guy in this scenario. Not at all the villain. Uh, I'm talking about some more gaming news stories. Uh, definitely got E3 to talk about and some cool stuff that happened in the gaming community. But before we do that, I actually want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor. Hey guys, it's me, your cool uncle or guidance counselor or really whatever you need me to be right now because we need to have some real talk. Much like salt and Peppa, let's talk about sex, ba- baby. Now, I'm not here to tell you when, where, or how to do what you do, but I do ask this of you. Please be safe. Only one in every three sex acts involve a condom among singles, and you know what? That just ain't right. There is no reason to feel embarrassed by making smart choices. If you practice safe sex, to me, you're a hero. I'm I'm being funny, but I mean, also, I'm I'm being serious. Also, studies show that less than 2% of people actually even pass any sort of judgment on doing things like buying condoms, so don't worry. And that's why today we are sponsored by Trojan, who helps everyone protect themselves from things like STDs and unintended pregnancies. It's a brand that's been around for over 100 years, and they have over 30 different varieties of products to help you choose what's right for you and your partner, because that's what's most important. So please do the right thing, have some fun, but be safe. Pick up some Trojan condoms wherever you get your condoms, and have a great time. Thank you, Trojan. All right, getting back to the news stories, what would you guys rather do, community stuff or E3? I can do either. What do you feel Oh, like? E3. I E3, love E3, baby. Man, E3. So my, my two big takeaways, and let me know if I missed anything here, but I would say Breath of the Wild getting a sequel. Mm-hmm. Kind of mind-blowing. And uh, Cyberpunk. Breath of the Wild getting a sequel is one of those things where you're like, great, see you in three years. Like, mm-hmm. this doesn't, it's, it's good to know, but it doesn't really factor into my life at the moment. Right. <laughs> so, you know, give me but, something I can dance to. <laughs> but with Nintendo, <laughs> right? I feel like even that's like, are you kidding me? It feels like this is way too soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Nintendo, they're well, like, they're like, we will see you in 2050 yeah. <laughs> when Zelda returns. Did, so they, the, did they give a release date on it? Is it 2020? Is it 2021? I, I mean, they're, or maybe we I feel haven't like Nintendo. Most game companies these days don't show you anything unless it's coming out within a year. Because otherwise, then it's yeah. Unless they're trying to drum up some excitement, like uh, well, trying think, to get some yeah. Investment. Think of how long it's been since Metroid Four was announced, and then canceled. 
is no, didn't they just retool it? Or yes, they're retooling yeah. it. Something like that. Is it canceled? Do you know something that I don't know? I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> There's still time for even bigger gamer news stories. <laughs> they were, they were, I'll look up the story. Um, I only remember piece of, pieces of it, but yeah, Nintendo, I believe, came out and said the game's not where we want it to be. So we're, we've started over. Mm. And, yes. Yeah, wow. That's more or less what's happening. But they, yeah, they, I, I just feel like now, especially with the way E3 has been going, like, makes no sense to announce things anymore unless it is coming out that year. Yeah. Ever since, I mean, they were doing it a little before this, but like Fallout 4 is sort of the prime example. Yes, we've been working on this thing. We didn't say anything because there'd be nothing to show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, it's coming out this year. And then everyone's like, yay, yay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. everything's about that. managing the hype cycle mm-hmm. yeah. because there's so much and there's so many ways People, it used to be that it was easier to control because you'd have magazines that only published at certain times and there yeah. were like five of them. So like managing that. But now since you can just go online and then you'll post a trailer for your thing and then IGN will post that same exact trailer and then some Mexican channel will post that exact same trailer. <laughs> except that they'll have their logo at the beginning of it. It's IEN. Yeah, I was going to say IEN. <laughs> um, uh, like there's no way to manage the beast. The beast is out of control. Yeah. So the only way to really control it is be like, okay, well, we can't put anything until we're ready to, mm-hmm. to yeah. launch. Metroid 4 announced two and a half years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and in that span, I'm trying to think, the, the game GTFO just entered early access, and I believe the game was announced three years ago. Really? Um, was it that long? Three years? That's what I read online. I could have that incorrect. I know. Well, all I know is that they that wherever it was, it was like a Game Awards world premiere. Oh, was it? I think it was. Hmm. And then I was like, that looks awesome. And then that was it. 2017. That's Ooh. all I heard from it for until yeah. yesterday when you were like, by the way, GTFO's out. And I was like, what? Yeah, like, yeah I just saw it. It's out. And so I was like, same oh. time as Metroid 4. When yeah. are we getting agent? Someone get Drac Tretton on the horn right now. What are these words you're saying? Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> Is that the agent, Rockstar game? Yeah. I believe they canceled they go, that yeah, a long it's, time it's, it's long dead. It's, it's just a okay. joke. It's a running joke. I don't know. Because every once in a while they'd be like, "Agent's still coming." Yeah, it never came. And they they look at the one guy and he's like, "It's not." It's just what do you what do you want from me? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but the- eventually you get into a situation like a Last Guardian where the thing that the the final product looks nothing like what was originally announced. Even with like the Final Fantasy VII remake, mm-hmm. if you look at what they showed when they announced it mm-hmm. to what like. It's more the recent. PS, the PS3 one. The new one. Yeah. But the Final Fantasy VII yeah, remake. Yeah. Oh is no, coming. I'm saying so. Years ago, when they <coughs> when they're showing off the mm-hmm. I want to say it was, uh, it was an E3 when they're showing the PS3 off, they're like, mm-hmm. and they're like, we're, we're not just, making this. Just but a what if? Yeah, they're like, we're not make. We just want to show you what we could do with PS3. We're not making this. Yeah. Okay. And then it's the train. Mm-hmm. Everyone goes, when can I have <gasps> this? Yeah. And then you see Cloud jump, and it's it does like a whole 3D cool jump, and it's like yeah. modern day Cloud. Like we're not making it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not happening. We're making hey, agent. My dollar yeah, yeah. Pre-order. Yeah, and pre-orders were through the roof. But they're like. They're not making it. Yeah. And then I'll take two. Yeah. <laughs> and we move a we move to a new console life cycle. I guess I always said it was uh Square had the uh the glass or the button under the glass, which was the make Final Fantasy seven button. It's like <laughs> if their stock went Break below. The yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the, the the hammer opened or the case of the hammer. <laughs> yeah. All right, we can do it. Free like, to launch. Yeah. Stock's under five dollars a share. Let's yeah, do yeah. it. Um but I mean, yeah, that's been a that's been a wild ride too, where they finally said, Okay, we're doing it. But it's not what you it's not what you think. It's not the thing we weren't making before. <laughs> so now it's like we're redoing the whole thing. So yeah, yeah that's been uh, insanely wild. And then um, I was saying uh, Cyberpunk was the other, I feel like somehow 
kind of blew people away two years in a row at E3. I don't feel like that happens very often. Um, but this one was, this was the bigger surprise to me. It was with the help of a celebrity guest, which in the past of E3 has been usually so terrible mm. and sometimes is still very terrible. Mm-hmm. Like John Barenthal bringing his dog up on stage, yeah. which it is feels strange. very contrived yeah. in a way, or it feels, it feels like a payday. Right. Um, but Keanu Reeves, he's is so genuine. The, right. And, and authentic. And he, he's a genuine person who's been in a lot of cyberpunk type media before. So it made sense. But what we've seen from the aftermath of that is that, People got the wrong impression. Like, oh, wow, people love celebrities. Like, no, 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 no. They love that celebrity. Yeah. Well, it was already a property that people were bought in on and a celebrity that people are bought in on coming together. That's going to work. But if it's a game that is no one really knows, like, what was it? Breakpoint? That sounds like a game. I think that was the John Barenthal game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the uh, Ghost Recon. And so, but it's like, it's like, okay, so it's, uh, it's the second of this other franchise that like, I guess has an audience enough that they made another one, but it's not, it's not at all comparable to the hype for yeah. something like cyberpunk. And then John Barenthal, who I like in almost every single thing he's in, he's really good, mm-hmm. but he's still that guy from walking dead for most people or sure. Punisher. Or Punisher yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's just, that's just two weird things. And if it doesn't match, just like gears grinding together, mm-hmm. there's, yeah. there's chocolate and peanut butter. And then there's molasses and cereal. And you're like, yeah. Kind of. It's hot, not, not yeah. really sticking. Hot take. I don't necessarily feel like Death Stranding was just actors getting sandwiched into a game. It felt like yeah. Hideo considers himself an, an auteur, and he, mm-hmm. I think he's he is. And he really, really admired all these actors and wasn't just looking for, like, I just want a name to put in my game. He was like, I want these people because no, I No, I think it was I a money grab for Nicholas Winding Refn. <laughs> oh. Yeah. They, they knew it would be flying off the shelves from the director of those things you didn't see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like, you're telling me two people from Valhalla Rising are involved with your right strand? It does feel like kind of a natural marriage to me. Well, yeah. I, I always like when artistic people get a blank mm. check because then you, you can see the madness yeah, pour yeah. out of their brain. Yeah. And they go, you will not believe. Yes, that is the guy from Walking Dead. You're like, which one? Oh, Norman Reedus. Interesting. He's in a video game. He's like, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He acts and mm-hmm. you control him. Mm-hmm. You may make him pee. You're like, <laughs> he can poo as well. Yeah. And you're looking at the bank account, like, he spent a lot of money on this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but you made art. Mm-hmm. So we love you. Uh, I'm looking forward to your movies. It's, Another news story. Oh, I was going to say, it's interesting thinking about uh, with Cyberpunk, that first trailer. Just the lady surrounded by soldiers with blades coming out of her. Yeah. How many years ago was that? Where is she? Remember. Hasn't made an appearance at all in any of the trailers. And I remember because that was up for best trailer or something at the Inside Gaming Awards. Mm-hmm. And everyone in the room was like, it's the best trailer. And I'm like, what is the game? This is it a has job. nothing to do with the game. No clip. Danny O'Dwyer, expose this. You uh-huh. should not. Be allowed to just do whatever you want. <laughs> Give me blade, like bandage blade lady. She'll be in there. Show me her in this game, Sh- and want, then we can talk about that trailer. See, you want to see Owl Man or whatever? The it's pronounced Owl Boy, but yes, show the, us. There isn't the, the the character who's holding the gun to her head. The, 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 yeah. the spectacles. I I know why they did that. They were just I think very excited because that came out in 2013. Yeah, it we're different people. Oh yeah, it's been almost like. 
better half of a decade. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've been waiting. Shed all my cells. This is completely new. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, it's it's like the theory of teleportation, where yeah. we we are new people, basically. Yeah. Whatever is mm-hmm. remaining of us is long dead. Yeah, oh, telemarketers call me. Cool. There you go. Yeah, go away. Uh, but from my understanding, it was they they locked the deal. It was something they were very excited about, and they wanted just to tell everyone. And they're like, mm-hmm. "We're not starting it right now, but we just want to let you know we're really excited about this." And then we heard nothing about it f- until two years ago. Yeah, basically. except I was the only lone voice in the room going, "It's nothing. There's nothing. You're showing us nothing." <laughs> of course, it's just a title. As we've learned, uh, we love hype. As uh-huh. as a species, uh-huh. we mm-hmm. we always love the idea of something more because mm-hmm. the brain can go anywhere. Yeah, we'll just fill it in. Right. The poor Polish developers who are <laughs> yeah. slaving away on this thing are like, I want to make your dreams come true, mm-hmm. but there are only so many hours in the day and my fingers don't work anymore. Got it. Got it. So I'm working with my elbows. Mm-hmm. Please understand. And people go faster. Bring more potatoes. <laughs> it's just, um, I, so from everything that we've seen, it is, I think it's surprising. I know a lot of people were a little I guess maybe blown away that it was a first-person game coming from the guys who made The Witcher, um, and then the fact that they got a celebrity uh, ghost. A ghost. So he's very prominently in the game because he's like your. He's like your digital ghost. Yeah, he sort of falls around the 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 idea of the story seems really interesting. It's very '80s super cyberpunk stuff, but um, it's cool. Like what you were saying, James. Like it, it's nice when these things fit mm-hmm. when they they go together. It sucks when they don't. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, that, I think those are the two big E3 takeaways. And then we're getting a next generation reveal soon. Um, Sony's doing their weird thing where they're like, here's the PS5 wired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you may look at it to no one else and you can write a story about how fast Spider-Man loads. <laughs> and that's all we know about it so yeah. far. And that people haven't got their development kits for Scarlet yet. Or they're slowly running in. All right, well. And there also might be a, another I can't uh, wait for console. them to come out and me to not have time to use any of it. Yeah, it's going to do all the really cool things. Uh, I'm going to talk about some community stuff, but before we get there... Nobody likes debt. Even famous people, like Lloyd D. Debt. I'm guessing you've never heard of him? I, I haven't either, but man, what a terrible name to be stuck with. At least you're already ahead of that guy in that department, but just in case you need some assistance, our friends at Upstart.com are here to help. Upstart is a revolutionary lending platform that offers smarter rates to help you pay off high-interest credit card debt. They believe that you are more than your credit score, and you know you are, and they actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. How about that? It is fast, it's simple, and it's easy to check your rate, and it won't affect your credit score until you accept your rate. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash dude to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash dude. Thank you, Upstart. And we're back to the news. So I wanted to talk about a little bit about community stuff um, going on. I thought these were two really cool stories. Uh, one, PT was in the news. Uh, one of the top gaming news stories. This is a game that will also not ever go away. Mm-hmm. Uh, a camera hack revealed that in the horror classic PT, Lisa is always right behind you. Mm. The, so cool. The ghost person. Mm-hmm. I, I, Can she get the fucking phone to ring? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, just, I thought that was kind of interesting too because um, Death Stranding is one of those things that came out of PT. Uh, the initials are the same, mm-hmm. you know? Playable teaser. <laughs> 
is what it stands for. Place trending. I don't know. If you flip the letters upside down, it becomes an S and an H, Silent Hill. You remember when he announced Phantom Pain and there was these little squares missing? People said, it's Metal Gear. They went, no. Yeah. Well, I worked on the episode of Game Trailers TV. I know this. Our audience might not know this, where we had uh, Mogren, what was his name? We had a Bandage mo- face. Yeah, Mogren, fuck, what's his name? Was, it was a model that was hired to be wrapped in bandages and pretend to be the developer of this Moby Dick studio or whatever, but it was the Phantom Joaquin Pain. Joaquin Morgan. Oh, Joaquin Morgan. Joaquin Morgan. Mor- Mogren. Um, and uh, it was like shot in a hotel room. So him wrapped in these bandages. And there's a, there's a great, I'll never forget it. There's a great moment in the episode where Jeff asks the guy a question and the guy just goes, and we kept it in and when we were all, when we were all watching the, the edit down, we, everybody in the room was dying at this because it was just such a stupid thing. Um, one of my minor contributions was that the location that it was set in, that this guy was in, was parts unknown, which is where the Ultimate Warrior is from. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my boss is like, yeah, okay, put that in. But it, yeah, it was just like gibberish. Um, but it was, it was fun. I always think that that stuff is like some of the best parts of gaming well, where you can... <laughs> Like you're making really serious stuff, and people sometimes they take their 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 what they're making way too seriously. It's art, mm-hmm. but then you know, Kojima at least it felt like he has a sense of humor about it too. I, I just I know in the leaked doc for Metal Gear Solid Two, originally they were gonna call it Metal <laughs> Gear Solid Three, so that the three lines would make an outline of the Twin Towers where the game was supposed to take place in New York. There is a there is a marketing doc. <laughs> Obviously, nine yeah. eleven happened, changed yeah. a bunch of stuff. Yeah, but I, I, it's like it's explained. Like someone has to write out like Metal Gear Solid Two will be. It will be called Metal Gear Solid Three. It'll be three <laughs> lines, but it will be two. Yeah, yeah. And the graphics will be two towers. You have to yeah. read between the lines. Yeah, so Yikes! Like, wow. I I I always wonder because every time you watch like a. Um, some you know Metal Gear trailer or something like that. Whenever you'd see him, like a subsistence trailer, he'd always be doing wordplay off of English words. And like, he speaks English, right? He has to. <laughs> like, there's no way this is making it in translation. Uh, he, I remember, he, yeah, when he did the whole subsistence thing, he's like, subsistence will sustain the. Su-. Oh, no, you didn't. You know, I I love person. I love when magicians like you have a street magician or whatever and they're doing all kinds of stuff and then they put the cups down mm-hmm. and they go which one do you think the ball's under and you're like middle one and they're like what if you pick the one on the right and you're like middle one I'm pretty sure it's the middle one and you're like but what if you pick the one on the right and you pick the one on the right and you go idiot it's the middle one Yeah. I always like when any creators do that like they've crafted this mystery this right. weaving mystery in their head except but, it's mm-hmm. nowhere near as complex as they imagined and right. you have to hit the right beats for it to play out yeah yeah James with music mu- mu- uh, magicians is simultaneously like my favorite and also least favorite thing because you're, you're confident yeah yeah and you're also very perceptive uh-huh. you're very analytical and so when someone's coming at you with something there's also that one time where a magician lied to me lied to you because <laughs> yeah. I think I saw so your card to save I saw your card too to you and and, and Meg uh, and Meg who was it a friend Some, of ours Meg mm-hmm. yeah, like we both card. saw your card and then when the magician was like your card was the eight of clubs and we had seen something we were like and James he like, got the suit wrong it was mm-hmm. a, I had an eight of diamonds and then and then he was like this is your card. It was the eight of hearts. And I was like, no, and mine was diamonds. And he goes, no, it wasn't. And I was like, <laughs> Except I'm not yeah. a dick. I, oh, like, yeah, you right. definitely I, I don't like, try and ruin yeah. magic when mm-hmm. it's happening. But 
I, yeah. I just actually try and pay attention. I'm just like, oh, ah. I try and pay attention not to spoil it for anyone else in the room, but just so I can kind of watch it, it and then play along. And also, for some reason, I always get picked for shit for stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So when he says pull the card, I'm like, cool, happy to be involved. And I'll do this, and I'll watch it, let it unfold. I won't try. And, I'm not the kind of person <laughs> who, like, tries to fuck with the deck. Or like, oh, I'm going to do a little thing uh, as I'm side just to, to fuck with you or right. whatever. Like, no what are you heckler. thinking of or whatever? <laughs> um, I don't fuck with them. But then it just for some reason it's happened that several times magicians have fucked up around me. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, wow, or right. whatever. I, yeah, you you gain nothing yeah. by embarrassing, by embarrassing a, a street performer, essentially. Yeah, yeah. It's um, the, the age-old thing someone asked. Someone asked a question. I think it was an Ask Reddit thread, funny enough. Um, but they asked, how do you, how can you tell if someone's like, what's an immediate red flag for any relationship? And someone said, if they're mean to await staff. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I couldn't agree more. If yeah. anyone goes, Hmm, I'm better than you. And mm-hmm. this person's like, yeah, no shit. Magic's not real. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Just it's, uh, it's the same thing. I was saying like at a haunted house. If you ever go to something and some that you go to the haunted house and you're gonna be the toughest guy there. You're like, oh. well, at least does it. At least does. Oh yeah. But she's I'm really definitely... funny when she does it uh-huh. where she's like. Because she's this tiny, tiny, yeah. petite woman who's sure. they're all targeting. I'm also turning down stereotypes because people always look at me and they go, this like small blonde woman, she's mm-hmm. definitely going to be scared of everything. And then we'll usually have a friend with us who's like cowering in fear. And I'm like, don't worry about it. Like, mm-hmm. I got this. So I go first and then they come, they, you know, they come to me. I go, she mean mugs. I mean mug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I go, not today. Not today. <laughs> but you don't do the thing where you go, you go. Piss off! No, or, you no, don't no. ruin the performance. No, no, no! Time. I love, yeah. I love the haunted houses. Yeah, 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 and I don't like. I mean, I'm mostly just doing it for whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also funny. I also mm-hmm. think it's funny, but not in a way where I'm trying to demean the performer. I, I just noticed that if you try to act tough and cool, they'll just pit, pick on you more. So oh, yeah. my whole thing is like, I'm just gonna go, ah, and then they, <laughs> and then they leave me alone. Yeah. yeah, and then I just go, don't, don't bite me, Pennywise, <laughs> and then Pennywise. I move on with my life. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, so a, t- a couple things. Number one, I love that. The, I love the phantom pain thing because it's like, oh, it's great. It's uh, it's Metal Gear Solid. Uh, no, <laughs> it's not. Yeah. I'm afraid it's not. Yeah. In your Hideo Kojima, no, I'm not. I'm a Swedish actor with bandages on his face. Mogren. Did you say actor? You're like, no, developer. You're like, mm, I think you said actor. <laughs> and then it comes to, and then and then the one thing where it's like, well, let's see what you look like under those bandages. <laughs> And it's basically the scene from Naked Gun where it cuts to Leslie Nielsen's chest and its muscles, and then when it cuts back, it's Kojima pulling the last bandage off his head. He's like, "It was me," and yeah. he's like, yeah. "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." I know. We assumed. And cool, go, cool. And he goes, "Also, it's a new Metal Gear." And mm-hmm. I like figure that out a year ago. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it's all very fun. And I know, and it's it sucks that we can't have fun anymore. <laughs> yeah, because it's it was my problem with Ready Player One, and they went, "Where are the hidden?" E-? You drive backwards. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like it, it, like it. We just, we just did it. I solved yeah, yeah. it. We're done. The internet does everything. Yeah, it's yeah. done. You we're, underestimated the capacity for human thinking. Yeah. We're, we're guilty of it, and there's a certain cynicism that I think tears down some of that. Just you know, having fun, and I, I think bring, bring that kind of stuff back. Uh, Do it more. Oh yeah, I well, love it. I'll, I'll end on some positives. Uh, these are some. We got a lot of stories to get through, but I'm, I'm gonna focus on some good ones. Uh, the Happy Hub, who's a Twitch streamer, completed all Soul Soulsborne games. Sorry, that's uh, Dark Souls one Demon through three. Souls. I think Demon Souls as well, and Demons Souls, Demons Souls, Apostrophe and Bloodborne uh, without taking a single hit. Mm. Pretty pretty impressive Insane. stuff. It is. Uh, 
it's crazy to see the whole thing, but mm-hmm. the idea was if he took even one hit, he have to start all over. Mm. Uh, I'm wondering if he's going to start adding Sekiro to the mix. I just think it's, I love the idea of him <laughs> going, this is my quest. <laughs> 3 a.m. lying in bed. He's like, I can't sleep. I've already tried choking myself out until I fall asleep. That didn't work. He's like, you know what I should do? Literally nothing else going on for the next year. I should do this. Do you know how and long it, it took him? Um, you can watch the entire VOD on uh, on his Twitch channel. I believe it was it was many hours. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was. Wow. It's just it's crazy seeing when mm-hmm. you you know you do the replay and chat. It's like that's one of those really cool. I feel like video game community things that I don't think you really understand. It's like the games done quick. Twitch plays Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's those it's those weird things where. You're like, oh, I get that. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. These are cool things that happen. Whereas your Rob Lowe's of the world are going to go like, I don't get it, but I'm happy yeah. for you. And it yeah. might seem silly, but it still rallies people around something that isn't destructive. Right. It's you the, uh, oh, what is it's Good f- fun. Yeah. The, uh, the the thing happening today that they're, the um, the meme that they're selling. Oh, oh, you told me. Uh, let me look it up. Sorry. Uh, there's, there's our our a- fr- friend of the show, uh, Freddie Wong, texted me <laughs> out of nowhere and said, uh, he said he's going to win this bidding war. I'm like, and this, what the hell are you This episode about? was recorded on December uh, 11th. December 11th. Yeah. I got a text from Freddie out of nowhere. Hey, I want to be clear. I'm going to bid on the five, ac- five aces art. I don't want to get into a bidding war with Funhouse for this piece of internet history. I need it. And I said, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> no one wants it. And He's, how can I bid? <laughs> yeah. And he said, God damn it. No, you know, Johnny Five Aces, Zyborn Clock. There you go. The original art has surfaced and the guy is selling it on eBay. The Zyborn clock. Like, and I said, I did two minutes of research. I have more questions than answers. That is very mm-hmm. Freddy. His, his reply is, Lawrence will know. <laughs> <laughs> That's very, very, very Freddy. Um, I, I read up a little bit on it. So it was a, an idea that um, evolved from something awful. It was an idea to make this game about time travel, the mm-hmm. Zyborn clock. Um, I pulled this choice quote, what I liked. It said, uh, only one person on the team had previous game development experience as a professional developer. He was banned from the project for criticizing <laughs> it. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, last I checked, it's probably way above this, but it was selling for four thousand dollars on eBay. It's, I'm sure it's well above that. But and it's just, it, it's like a child's drawing of these like three characters, like Johnny Five Aces, and, yeah. and the idea is that anything about it ha- instantly becomes lore. Mm-hmm. Like it, everything is canon, so yeah. no matter if it's fan art, it's canon. It's part of it. So okay. it's it's made its way into some popular so media. Anything, yeah, would it made its way into Fallout New Vegas. Uh, it it is just it's just one of those. It's that thing. It's like eh, it's a meme. It's a, it's a meme. You get it? It's a joke. Okay. It's like anti humor in a weird way. But all it's right. we we have all collectively come together and agreed this is a thing. It now exists because we will it so. Got it. Zyborn clock. Okay. Anyway, I have that, no idea. That what was you're a, talking about. That was a whole thing. Uh, I don't know how we got on that. Uh, Do you want to hear something now depressing and dark? I thought that was. The uh, oh, should I, should I not? Thing. No, we don't okay. go for it. I'd <laughs> oh, like to hear it. That that meme. That's the the woman like crying and pointing at the mm-hmm. cat, and then uh, mm-hmm. the cat being like, "Yeah." I recently read about the history of that meme because you know it's great. It's a great meme. It's funny, mm-hmm. whatever. But it's it's I mean rooted in uh, she she was uh, telling uh, people that she was domestically abused and her Ooh. people were denying it by and the cat. Not by the cat. The but, cat uh, didn't believe I think her. The cat's unrelated, right? The cat doesn't. The cat's believe completely victims. unrelated, but yeah. yeah, and and so it's actually like has a pretty dark. Most memes to do. It. Yeah, there was a uh, mm-hmm. a piece of Sonic art I like to use where he, he's he's like he's in oh, love yeah. with the ring, and someone's uh-huh. like, 
uh, that's a racist photo. I was like, what? Oh. It's just a, I thought it was funny. Sonic fan goes, no, they traced over like a blackface image. Oh. And I went, I had no yeah. idea. Yeah. I, that was, <clears throat> I, I just thought it was Sonic looking funny. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. It's like they, I'm a charging my laser. What's his, I'm a fire in my laser. His, what's his name? Killjoy or whatever. He was here. What's his name? Who? He's always looking over. You draw the little things and he's got his nose. He's looking over. I don't know. That's for more. It's like one of the early memes, the early 20th century <laughs> memes. You know what he is. He's got his thing. He's he's, he's always looking over the fence. All your base are belong Someone to us? So, before then. No, this are, kind of stuff that's you the draw. first meme No, ever, it's not. Ever. No, it's not. It's the kind of thing that soldiers would draw on like the walls of a destroyed cathedral in like World War One. Memes didn't exist until I found out about no. it. No. <laughs> what was it? Something was something was here. Um, all right. I'm going to end with the uh, what I would argue is probably the most positive story to come out of this year, potentially. Mm -hmm. uh, Valve announced Half-Life Alex that in the year of our lore 2019, Half-Life is an actual thing. It mm -hmm. doesn't forward the story of Gordon Freeman, though. It doesn't matter. It is. <laughs> it. I never thought Valve and Half-Life would show up in a, a sentence that ends with new game. Mm -hmm. I thought it always, it was, uh, we had years of... Weird cancellation. Can I play with a mouse and keyboard? Why do you think this is though? For for when you because it, I've been trying to think about it. Right. What's the motivation? They're a huge business. Yeah. They don't need to take any risks. Yeah. Unless they do. And why? Do you think it's being it's happening because their controller failed? Maybe people aren't buying vibes. Pushing the controller. They need mm. like. And they yeah. see where numbers are going. They see they can't compete with the amount of money that the Epic Game Store is throwing around. Hmm. They've gotten criticized. They know most of the stuff on their platform is just garbage wear mm -hmm. stuff, knockoff. Someone's going to come calling eventually, so they need something. <laughs> or internally, is morale just so low that the people there are like, we came to you because you are a historic gaming company, mm -hmm. and we will leave in droves if we aren't doing that. doesn't matter if you give us free lunch. Yeah, like what I'm just part of me is like I'm not trying to be a pessimist, even though it's a very pessimistic thing. It's cool that the game's coming out. I'm excited <laughs> for everyone that's excited, and has I hope a, it's has good. A hard release date, but why? I I think I think it is that I think it it may I'm sure the the story as most things is more complicated than a simple one answer yeah. sort of thing, but I think it does come from internal morale where they said someone said we have all the resources in the world, we have the best of the best working in this place, and we're making mobas. What are we doing? It's like we're tinkering with VR. What can we do to push things forward? And that is that thing where we'll probably never feel this in some way. But the the sort of like Michael Phelps feeling, or um, who's it like a like a Babe Ruth sort of situation, or whoever has like the most home runs, something like that, where it's like you're at the top. There is no more going up. What do you do? Why set yourself up for failure? Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Like yeah. when Mr. 3000 went back. <laughs> Turns out he it didn't have 3000. I would have said uh, Michael Jordan. But. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, man. But, I can't believe Funhouse. Is is there a history where you guys have talked about Mr. 3000 a lot? I can't believe we don't really talk about that movie. Um, Man, it was a... Great I, movie. I never saw it. Oh. <laughs> It was for some reason it was a it was used in for joke material at one time in my life. I don't know how. Remax or why. wonderful. RIP. No one's no one's disputing any of that. No, it's I just, thought it was great in the oceans films. Yeah. I bet you were more of a Mr. Baseball man. Tom Selleck goes to Japan or wherever. Different time period. I want okay, if we're talking baseball movies. I love sports movies. Yeah, I I love baseball movies. Uh mine's, I love movie movies. Mine's the two favorite baseball movies, at least loosely related, Naked Gun. 
Uh, <laughs> when he's playing in prison? Yeah. No, oh, that's the third one. The yeah, first I know. one is no, the first well, one where he's the, he's the crappy I, umpire. I love that one too, yeah. but I also love, sorry, finish it. Oh, no, it's that. fine. Um, it's probably Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. And then, great. and recently in my life, uh, because Jess loves it, it's League, League of Their Own. League of Their mm-hmm. Own's a great movie. Yeah. It's um, not my cup of tea, mm-hmm. but I, mean, I enjoy that she enjoys it. When he's the umpire is great, but mm-hmm. then I, I do also love the parody in the third one where he's, he's escaping from prison and he's. He's kicking out dirt from his mm-hmm. leg on, and the pitcher's mound is like, you know, two meters high because he's, he had to. For, it's great. for my money, it doesn't get any better than the majestic. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about movie movies. Oh, oh movies about movies. movies, about movies. <laughs> uh, La La Land. I don't, yeah, Hollywood my movie about movie. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what's the Woody Allen one? Purple. Uh, Purple Rain. Purple Rose yeah. of Cairo. I still have never seen Purple Rain. I just heard that Prince is a real dick to his, <laughs> his girlfriend or his fiance or whatever and like beats her up, but he's also four foot something. He's like, he's got I that, beat you up. He's got that cool motorcycle. Though. Yeah. And that frilly fat. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He died of an overdose. So uh, Half-Life, Alex. Yes. I don't know why Valve's doing, why it. doing um, it. I would I would love to like know, obviously. I mean, there's that talk that Jeff Keighley did with them where they, they more or less were like, yeah, we, we've been trying something. We want to do Portal VR. It wasn't really working out. And now we're doing Half-Life Alex VR. And I think it's, this is probably their way of not jumping all the way in mm-hmm. and doing Half-Life 3. I think they might, or just sort of being like, okay, we'll do VR, which is on sort of still unproven ground. And we'll see if there's still interest in Half-Life. And if this does well and it grows VR, then maybe we move on to <laughs> Half-Life 3. Remember when Nintendo mm-hmm. released that, that Zelda arrow game? Link's crossbow training? Yeah. No, I don't. Yes. It was on the Wii because it had, you could use the little Wii. Was it the zapper that you could use with it? This is what it feels like. Oh. It feels really? like they were like, they're like, because everyone was like, this, uh, the console's bigger than ever. We're ready for it. Give it to us. We want, yeah. we want Zelda. We want Zelda. And they were like, you got it. <laughs> crossbow training. And everyone's like, uh, and they yeah. played it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They played it anyway. I, I, I get that. Um, yeah, because most recently, uh, probably the the closest thing that I've I've seen that looks like a video game video game is Boneworks um, from uh, Freddie Freddie's old friend Brandon. Uh, mm-hmm. He's one of the guys working on it at his studio. But um, even that, the reception's been a little mixed. Mm-hmm. Like the game, people are like, "Yeah, it's really good." Not much of a story, um, but and sometimes the controls not really there. Stuff so we talk about VR. There is that buried entry where you're gonna you're gonna hit stuff on your mm-hmm. desk like. We're not quite there yet. Um, so, yeah, will Half-Life Alex be the one that does it? Probably not. But mm-hmm. if anyone, I trust anyone, it's probably Valve because they've been pushing so hard for VR. So mm-hmm. those are our final thoughts. Mm. Yeah. So uh, once again, Danny Trejo, uh, <laughs> save that person from a <laughs> Great video. You should find it. I will watch it and deep fake it. It's a great video. Are, it's there, like, I'm sure where does Danny Trejo come, home, come from and why does he look so much like Danny? So like, it he, looks like he just like had, he, did he just was there in the neighborhood and had a lawn chair and was just sitting on the lawn drinking beer like he had nothing to do on a Tuesday afternoon. Okay. So he was just sitting in a lawn chair in some yard drinking beer and then this car returns. He's like, oh, I got to get out there. Well, um, with that said, we couldn't be happier that 2019 is dead, but I want to remind you that this episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Question for all of our listeners and viewers out there. Do you need a domain, website, or an online store? Well, good news. Squarespace is here to provide you with an all-in-one platform for all the tools and templates you need to get your beautiful and efficient online presence off the ground. Squarespace is designed for any purpose, from blogs to photo galleries or calendars or commerce. Squarespace has a template 
for you. One of the things we always talk about here is building your online portfolio. Uh, if you're looking for a new job or you're just trying to get your name out there, getting your own website with all your work on it is very important. It's basically your new calling card. So you get that domain and you get that website and it's easy to build. The platform includes built-in site management, allowing you to assign multiple contributors to your site and control the permissions they receive. Best of all, using Squarespace means no more plugins. With a decade's worth of experience publishing websites, you'll have all of Squarespace's search engine optimization at the tip of your fingers. Very, very handy. Squarespace recommends, uh, if you are going to start a Squarespace website, using their partnership uh, option. They offer a year-long comp service, uh, so take advantage of that while you can. So check out squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash dudesoup to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thank you very much, Squarespace. All right, we're almost done with the show. I have one more thing that I want to talk about because uh, I feel like a lot of people, uh, they ask questions. They want to, we, we do a little show, or we mm -hmm. used to do one. We kind of do the comment show, open house. Uh, we originally started the show as a Q&A show back in Inside Gaming. Um, but then it just devolved because the questions got sillier. The, people mm -hmm. stopped asking real questions. Mm -hmm. Well, um, we didn't necessarily want to give real answers. Yeah. You know, it was a joke show. We're facetious in nature. Mm -hmm. And so that's sort of how it devolved. But um, mm -hmm. I, I think I think doing like, I think enough time has passed. You could always do another, you know, sort of real life AMA. But I saw this question pop up on our subreddit, which if you don't know, we have our subreddit. We have a great community. They're fantastic. Uh, this is a question from uh, Mostly Fake Facts, who asked this question saying, uh, headline read, um, I'm trying very hard not to be ignorant. But he asked the question, how much work truly goes into Funhouse videos? I'm so confused how they are overworked and have a staff of 10 plus people. Let's assume all their filmings take an hour to set up and an hour to actually film. Clearly take some time longer and some shorter. So we average to about an hour, two hours spent on filming. So then they have six hours to edit that video and prepare it to be posted. Obviously, they have other matters like sponsors and collabs and other channels again, but that's the type of thing that a CEO does, plus all of his other work. I 100% love this channel, but I it stresses me out how stressed out they are, and I am confused how they manage to work so much, and they only put out one video a day. I, I don't I, yet. Don't take offense because this person is asked. They're genuinely asking. I'm not offended. I'm not offended. There's a tinge of concern. There's, there's there. A, there is a. I saw a, a bite of the lower lip there. Oh no no. It's it's fine. It, it is it is. Assholes don't ask questions. <laughs> no no. I'm not saying this person's an asshole at all. Yeah. In yeah. any way shape or form. I I think it's it's more interesting that I, I get a look into our the our audience in mm -hmm. a weird way where this they're. What all you typically see is the finished product. You mm -hmm. never actually see the the meat being churned. So, like right off the bat, I could tell you, filming an episode could take longer than two hours. It could take less than two hours. It with prep and all the other stuff. So, like Worst Games, that's a new series we've been doing. I usually have to prep that thing the night before, sometimes the morning before, because there's <laughs> a lot of different setup. Usually, mm -hmm. it doesn't take an hour to set up for a show. Sometimes we just go right into it, mm -hmm. but sometimes it doesn't. So it kind of depends on mm -hmm. show to show. Um, the six hour per edit thing though, that's, that's, that's way off, way off. <laughs> yeah. That's incredibly way off. Yeah. Uh, multiply that by about what? Three, three? Yeah. at least. And the very, like 18 work well, hours. There are only say, eight hours. I would say there's day. an, there's also a certain expectation that every single time you're, every moment you're sitting at your computer is a moment you are being you're productively working towards that one specific goal. Right. Right. So if you count that, if you count hours that way, 
that these are all hours spent in pure a state of pure productivity. Well, how many hours would you say a maybe not a worst game? So we have mm. a threshold, right? The whole yeah. channel is a balancing of things. But let's mm. say a let's just do a, any random gameplay like there's a duck dynasty that can't went up not too long ago just anything of the Mm -hmm. escape room or even that's not a great example but something like that right so let's let's do driver parallel lines driver perfect perfect one-off gameplay so a one-off gameplay first of all it was four of us in that gameplay which means it required Mm -hmm. four of us for about let's say 90 minutes Mm -hmm. pre post prep the pre-production on that where you're trying to figure out what game to play yeah yeah so Mm -hmm. that's that's a whole that's a whole whole different bucket this is just to just make the driver game. parallel okay. lines. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when it's on the calendar. Yeah. It says do yeah, this. Yeah. And you as the producer, or <laughs> it was at least as the producer uh, mm-hmm. on that one, has to go in and set up the room, set up the this lights. This is not a hard yeah. setup. We're not, we're not yeah. going to factor not in, though, her time of how long it took her to find and determine that driver parallel lines would be a good candidate and right. pick who can go into it and then coordinate coordinate on the calendar whose schedule best serves to be in that gameplay as long as to make it as funny as possible. So let's say 90 minutes for her to flip on the lights, go in the room, make sure the game is downloaded, make sure it's ready to go. We sit to set up the chairs. We sit down, record for a little bit over an hour generally to ensure that we have enough stuff or whenever mm-hmm. we feel that we have enough stuff. Yeah. Once it's done, transfer all that footage to a server where then it can be grabbed by an editor who probably won't touch it until days or weeks later. Yeah. The producer um, will create a ticket. Mm-hmm. They're on that ticket. A Then Matt Peak, the head of our editing group, uh, will typically assign an editor to it. So now you as the producer and the editor are both on this ticket and you mm-hmm. can track it where it's going and mm-hmm. when it gets moved. And then also Bones, who's in charge of our uploading and all that stuff, also has an eye on all this stuff. <laughs> so he's seeing where it's all going. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of eyeballs and different mm-hmm. moving pieces. If there's an ad sales integration mm-hmm. tied to it, you have to make sure those yeah. are in there. But yeah. that's, a, that's a whole other, yeah. A, a, an edit happens to it, a first edit pass. And then uh, for every video, James, Adam, or myself will sit down and give notes on that video. Mm-hmm. So I scheduled this one. So I sat down and I gave notes on it. Sometimes it can take you upwards. You know, if a video is 15 minutes long, it can take you 30 minutes to give notes on that one particular video. And then if you think about the amount of content we pump out, that's a lot of time that you're just sitting giving notes <coughs> on oh, videos. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I gave I gave notes on a 10-minute comments show mm-hmm. that took me half an hour. And so. When we give notes on videos, like our editing team is obviously great. So we're adding the additional, you know, okay, maybe you, maybe you <coughs> zoom here. Maybe mm-hmm. you do an effect here. Maybe you do a Photoshop here. This is what the Photoshop should be. Yeah, um, that's not. You so know. Th- that's a different sort of thing too. Where the producers on it, where you said, "I want to make this gameplay." You didn't go into the intention of like these are my wild ideas that I want to do. Yeah, but that stuff sometimes comes in through the edit. Then you, you as an outside perspective who has eyeballs off of it, who hasn't been looking at it for, I don't know, twenty hours straight or whatever it's been. The editor's been looking at it, doing that first pass. You go and go, oh, this would be funny here. And they go, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, so and people like, are human. Sometimes you just well, like, don't put something I did the, you know? the Star Wars uh, gameplay with Cameron, and we made the joke about Forrest Whitaker. I think Jacob makes the joke. Um, actually, no. This gameplay else. hasn't come out yet. Oh, it hasn't. Yeah, but there, there was a joke where um, we, I think Jacob says, oh, Forrest Whitaker, uh, um, you know, mm-hmm. like so something like, look at this tennis ball. And I was like, forget who cut this one. Actually, trying to remember who. <laughs> May have been, Ryan? Maybe yeah, start. it was Ryan. Yes, Ryan was cutting this one. I, it's they're all starting to blend in my head. But I made the joke of, well, what if it's a 
a Photoshop of Forrest Whitaker holding a tennis ball. And we're like, and he went, that's really funny. I'm like, okay, cool. We're, we're collaborating on this. It's not, and we're just going there putting in notes and I'm like, well, move this, change this, blah, blah. And it's like, I, I get a little more handsy, I think on the edits, like I trim and move and do audio things and all that stuff. Probably shouldn't be doing that, but yeah, um, it's different for every producer. Yeah. I'll do um, that too. Especially if like somebody's newer and they don't exactly get like those hard cuts on jokes and timing. Like I will be more hands-on in doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but just in terms of where the hours go. Yeah. Let's yeah. say that six hours of pure productivity, mm-hmm. right? Pure unfiltered productivity, I'd say is maybe that's a good amount of time to get a cut down, to go through an hour's worth of footage and get it to 15, 20 minutes of the best bits mm-hmm. coherently. Yeah. I'd say that's pretty That's pretty safe. You have to do a lot of uh, setting up the sequence. You have to make the, sure the audio is tweaked. You have to mess with the webcam a lot. Mm-hmm. Then from that point, then one of us steps in does whatever notes and however elaborate that goes. Something like Driver Parallel Lines that has a lot of reoccurring bits. Yeah. It's going to have a lot of Photoshops, a lot of animations and stuff like that. <clears throat> that process now begins, and that process is going to be another day and a half or two days mm-hmm. worth of similarly effective productivity. Yeah. Um, so all in all, that video, one per day, that whole one per day video takes three and a half days to make come to fruition yeah. mm-hmm. and then we also don't just do one video per day because on friday saturday sunday we do two videos mm-hmm. and so for the last eight weeks we've been putting up a second video on wednesdays with the arizona circle sketch yes yeah yeah uh, oh yeah don't discount the fact that arizona circle has also partially been being cut out of our offices mm-hmm. as well um, so those are, th- which are entirely different beasts. The time yeah. it takes to cut narrative content, you probably want to double or triple everything that goes into this. Mm-hmm. So there's that whole aspect of it too. Um, then just in terms of our time, we had that one, we did that one recording, Driver Parallel Lines, and that got passed off. But what we also have to do today is a podcast. <laughs> yeah. So whereas Driver recorded in the morning, mm-hmm. the podcast, whoever's producing it, in this case, Adam, mm-hmm. had to spend the rest of time prepping for the podcast, figuring out what the topic's going to be, gathering the ads, translating the ads from whatever they've sent us to something that you guys might actually want to listen to. Right, comes through um, your own voice. And, yeah, yeah. Relating it, figuring out if the pro- what the product's like, how we can best make sure you guys are interested in the product and everything like that. Yeah, which, um, to, so this is a job producer. There was the misconception that, um, so we don't have a CEO who works in this office. Uh, we don't have a CEO that I see ever. Um, I don't think any of us deal with a CEO. So when it comes to things like collaborations and sponsorships, uh, that's all of us. Mm-hmm. That's that's usually the three of us at this table who handle most of that stuff. And Omar, uh, who Omar, you don't yeah, Omar, yeah. Omar is like a coordinator for all of that because right. there's so much. Plus, Omar deals with Inside Gaming yes. too mm-hmm. and anything else that comes through Rooster Teeth West, which are other other things not even related Our to those produ- Yeah, production well. is not even related to us. Yeah, I, I don't know if a CEO would ever be uh, in charge of a collab, collaboration of any type, mm-hmm. but that's usually one of us uh, either reaching out to someone or them reaching oh, out yeah. to us. Mm-hmm. Um, Elisa's great at it. She had... Um, 
Mike, uh, Mike Huber was Mike just Huber here last was, week. Yeah, I think but, you're you're probably the best at finding collaborations. But then there's the things like Joey Ryan or, mm-hmm. um, you know, Freddie's in town or something like that. Was that? Elise also got that. She just handed it to me. <laughs> oh, sorry. For some reason I thought you got that one. Um, you're, I'm used to giving you uh, points for things Elise did for you. <laughs> yes, that's that's how I've gotten as far as I have. In fact, I um, uh, yeah. I mean, there's just so much like phantom stuff because then because then there's the the deployment side of that video, which is thumbnail oh, title. Yeah. Title and then we have Bones who works out of SF and he's handling titling, he's handling description for the for the most part. There's there's the exception like podcast. All if I'm producing the podcast, I, I try to help him out because it's an hour long piece of content. Mm-hmm. So I'll help him out with description and tags and stuff. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, it's not I don't want him to have to dive into that. But you know, he's handling that for every video. Then within that process too, there is the mm-hmm. like the basically QC mm-hmm. where YouTube goes, hey, this got flagged. Yeah. Um, you mm-hmm. know. This thing, there's a there's some copywritten stuff. We go when we have to fight it, and they go, "Nope, you don't win." We go, "Okay, well now we got to remove it." And yeah. so then there is the back and forth of you have to deal with those sorts of things. Yeah. So. Thumbnails, the whole thing, and yeah. you've been doing a lot of thumbnails lately. I, I've been doing thumbnails for I think most of my YouTube career, which I really enjoy doing, and I almost never have time to do. Um, they, there's always been an argument that they're they're very important. Um, they are they they are time consuming. Yeah. It, I always say it's like um, it's like doing a political cartoon. There are really lazy political cartoons where they go, this giant pencil's debt mm-hmm. and this hand is welfare. And it yeah. just says it on it. And, yeah. I go, and then there's a picture of the guy in the corner going like, debt's bad. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah let's erase Smart. debt. And the eraser is missing on the pencil. And you're like, what? Right. Yeah. yeah I <laughs> That's think, pretty clever. I think this is smart. So, yeah, it's like – and we did a whole YouTube A-B testing thing where the, the feedback that came back was – Putting text on thumbnails is probably not as important as you need it to be. So it's like, okay, so that that is even more of a challenge where you have to create these sort of interesting. A visual. Yeah, a very interesting, it. unique yeah. visual. And then like sometimes you'll get called out by the community where like, you copied someone else's work. So I don't, I don't have time to make our own time. YouTube yeah. channel. I don't know. So it's like. That's something that will happen yeah. to me is like, well, they'll be like, so-and-so channel played this game. And I'm like, I have never, I have not, not to, to uh, any, no, it's not a slight to the word them, but like I have never heard of them. Right. Um, it's just it's just these are the games that either are like popular on Steam or they just got released or like, you know, whatever. So, so all of that is for Sorry. one video. Yeah. And then that basically what happens is it starts those things stack up. So when you're in that process with one video, you're in a different process with another video. Mm-hmm. All of those when you're and then when you're in a different process with another video, you're different. Mm-hmm. So everything's in different phases every single day. And then there's the big ongoing thing. Is there a bigger thing we want to try? Is there, God forbid, a new show? Adam has an idea for a new show. Do I? And and is is that something he wants to try? <laughs> How? Where do we find time? Because we've only allotted the time. There's, so yeah. there's travel like. Uh, toward the end of October, we went to Austin for just some general meetings we had to do. Mm-hmm. And then in November, we went twice for extra. Well, you guys went twice for extra life. And then you guys went again for a secret, a secret show mm-hmm. that you were shooting that we can't talk about yet, but it's very exciting. And also, but it also took a lot of pre-pro for that secret show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. uh, nothing just, just materializes out of thin air. You got to put time into this stuff. You a lot of meetings. A lot of meetings. <laughs> Omar, lot Omar, of meetings. Omar has a lot of meetings. We have a lot of meetings. We have a lot of meetings with the, just the four of us. Yeah. So like, um, ad sales are always a discussion, constant oh, yeah. discussion throughout the day for us. I'm, Brainstorming. I'm, I'm yeah. There's, yeah. Whatever there's a, the next thing is. Well, so like I'm one of one of the funniest days I had last week. I was trying to do, do notes with Ryan. I think it was for the Star Wars video, and Matt Peak messaged me and said, "Hey." Do you have time? I'm like, I, I literally have 30 minutes right now. Because going through my schedule, it was basically I track her at 10. 
And then with the Arizona watch thing at 1130, and then that went into a brand sync that was at 1.30 meeting. And then there was a collaboration shoot that we're doing from two to four. And then there was something else going on at the exact time. Oh, playing Jackbox, that was going on. Oh yeah, so we did Jackbox and Mrs. this Mrs. Doubtfire mm-hmm. thing. And then the Domino's thing. And every free second I had, I was I was like, mm-hmm. I'm Ryan, I'm right, which sucks because I'm ruining his flow because mm-hmm. he's yeah. already working on another edit. He's not just sitting there twiddling something. He's already moved on to the next project. Yeah, yeah. He's waiting on me to go through because I'm like, I really want to give notes on this video because I'm the one who produced it. I uh, <coughs> we have a celebrity guest in it. I want to make sure it's right by him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want it to be funny. At the end of the day, I want it to just be a really good video. And so I want to give it all my attention, but I don't have the time. So like I it was just a crazy day, but I'm glad because I got it done because like we finally by the end of the day, I'm like, cool, I did it like the last hour of the day. I was like, I finally got to knock it all out. Um, but that's that's just sort of normal. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I do want to address the fact that I guess maybe we do seem stressed, but it's the job is stressful, it's but it's, it's manageable stress, I guess. Maybe bring it on ourselves, I, too. I, I, mean, I get yeah. pretty stressed trying to trying to brainstorm ideas on how for, how all of us can be less stressed. <laughs> <laughs> I, the I'm, ultimate irony. Uh, like we just delivered the last episode of Arizona Circle. So I'm out of the post process on that show. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like my life's going to change a lot because how it's been the last few months because my life's been a lot of like I've seen those episodes a billion times because I've rewatched the cuts a billion, million times to give notes upon notes Fanboy. upon notes or like, uh, you know, there's just so much of a process until like that show. Um, so also that was a like lot a of second that part-time job you did at home. Yeah. You would, we would go home from this job and then you would open up your laptop. And Which I'm, yeah. that, like, even I'm, though it's all the same job. Obviously loved it. I have, as, as long as I've been working in this industry, it, I always thought the mindset was, you know, nine to six, you're working, you go home, turn the phone off. It's never once been no, no. true in my life. I've, I am typically always working, but it's weird. It's like, a, it's a job I really like. I like doing this stuff. And as a lot of it is, this is a really weird job where it, your, your own name is on the line in a weird way. So like when I'm giving notes on a video or we have an idea for a show, it's not so much as it's just reflecting a brand, it's reflecting you. And so you have to be a lot you have to put that extra care into it. Yeah. And that, I think that's the thing that maybe comes off, comes off as stress, but it's more of just like, understand it's also care. It's like steak. There's a a steak in the content that we make. Like if we're just turning out whatever, it feels like it's like a, is that all, is that all we are capable of? Like, I don't think so. So it's just a lot. It's a lot of little things that you would never think of. You're like, okay, well, I'm going to produce this eye tracker show. So I need to spend some time dredging the Internet for weird, shitty photos. Or I need to like think like I need to just a lot of it's just thinking like, how am I going to get Adam with this eye tracker stuff? Mm -hmm. Like really thinking about it, which those those slides shows just don't materialize like they like thought and an intern doesn't put them together like Mm -hmm. Adam or I like have been putting them together. Um, Stuff like um I'm trying to think of like I had, weird had stuff a, that I've had lately. Like, I had to put a beard on those abs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you put the beard on the I abs. couldn't find the image yeah. that I wanted Just, to find, so uh, I had to make it. it. It is one of the things that I, I love about this job and I guess could be could be could be seen as a negative or something, but it's like it's almost different every day. Yeah. there's You're doing a lot of the same things, but you're being pulled in different directions. Yeah. Like the thing we shot in Austin was completely different, um, but it was only a couple days that mm-hmm. we did it. But it was like it was one of those things where I'm like, oh, this it's good to take a break from your normal day to day and move into something different. We just redesigned a bunch of our rooms here. Like we redid oh, all yeah, the cabling. Oh yeah, you worked, you and Omar worked like crazy yeah. hours to. Yeah, yeah. but it was like Weekends. stuff I, we, we didn't have to do that stuff, but I wanted to. And but I know some it, of it is you put in the effort now and the hope is that 
it turns into when we later. jump in there later we can use it in a new way that is more effective yeah I, I mean I I do just full disclosure want to de-stress this job yeah I want it to feel less stressful because you know people have different tolerances for stress it treat it people react to it in different ways everyone's justified in feeling that way we've seen this year that people have different reactions to it and can only only want to tolerate certain amounts of it before it's not worth doing anymore mm-hmm. so like you know there's there's a lot there's a lot to understanding that and i would like to it to make it de-stress but ultimately the big thing too is the reason we work at this pace is because we have to continue to make money if right. we don't make money then people here stop being able to work here including right. us so you know you it, fight for it yeah it is it's always man it's always that sad part when you go well it is a business but it's a business I really like, and I really like yeah. this job, and it's it's cool that I can find joy in this, and I hope it's bringing some people joy. And it isn't just a soulless corporation. I don't mm-hmm. ever want to. I mean, we're not a soulless corporation. Yeah. We are people. It is. Who it make is one of those things where, like, I don't have ownership stake in this company, but it's a weird thing where, like, I have so much personal ownership into it, and mm-hmm. making sure that everyone here, like, feels secure in their jobs and stuff, like. Yeah. Which is a strange, you know, it's not your startup. It's a weird, I guess, mentality to have, but it's, I think, the pride we take into it. That being said, I just got a new laptop from Rooster Teeth and I tried to install Premiere on it today and it told me that the operating system couldn't. Uh oh. <laughs> so, oh boy. <laughs> I mean, what's wrong with Windows 7? Oh, well. I'm just, you know, <laughs> why? Windows uh, Mobile. Yeah, you know, the good one. Uh, we should look into that. Uh, anyway, yeah. I didn't want to go that long, obviously. I think. Uh, we love to talk about ourselves, as most people do. <laughs> yep. uh, I, I wouldn't say our jobs are like super interesting or anything like that, but I think there is uh, maybe some confusion sometimes as to how things are produced here. Um, and there was there was one comment in here. Uh, maybe they ended up deleting it. <laughs> um, but I'm um, sick of Adam. Well, no, no, I did take uh, some issue with it where um, someone did call. They they called us lazy. <laughs> that was I said, me. And I said you can call me lazy all day. Don't call any of the people I work with lazy because everyone here is working their asses off Mm -hmm. and I couldn't be happier to be working with you guys and everyone else in this group because uh, you're making some great stuff. And we've had some new additions recently and they've all been kicking ass. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a proud father. I'm just like, everyone is... Except they're not your kids. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because you can't have kids. That's what it is. That's what it is. We're basically, we're we're like... You're my surrogate children. We're parents Mm -hmm. of something that we are We're cool stepdads. Look... I put we my balls no on the microwave like everyone else because <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, we're going to get out of here. We went a little long. Sorry about that. Um, but I hope you guys got a cool little peek, you know, behind the curtain of how things work here. And uh, we try and do that more often. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, whatever. State, of, we, the, state we, of affairs. We can do whatever we want. We can do whatever we want. We own this place. That's right. Let's state of the onion. Down. Omar, what do you want to do? We own it. Let's go home. Oh no, we got. We I think we have two uh, recordings. We're getting the pinion. Yeah, we got. Oh, all right. Okay. That's yeah. Good. Sorry uh, about your ears. Sorry. <laughs> uh, thank you to all our sponsors. Thank you everyone for listening and watching. And uh, do me a big sweater. favor if you enjoy watching the show and you want to check it out on the go. Subscribe to Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, mm-hmm. or tell a friend if you enjoy these sorts of things. And uh, let us know if you like these sort of things where we, uh, you know, show you. Show also, a little bit. just a heads up. On. I'm wearing this for the first time for this podcast. I walked in here. It was a little cold. This is 
So comfy. It's a nice comfy. My this is really my good. My shirt feels great too. Don't buy her how thing. You, how did you just if you're, age? if you're looking for something, I'm just genuine recommendation. This is really, really nice. Uh, anyway, thank you guys. We'll see you next time. Have a great rest of your day, weekend, or afternoon.